0: Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. In this bonus episode, Duke talks about the value of a good music education what you need at the core to be a person in the arts, and a possible reason why playing guitar came to him so easily that's really quite interesting. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this uh, little mini-episode. If you do, uh, please leave a rating or review wherever you're listening right now. It really does help out a lot. Thanks. Duke. Thank you so much for uh, for connecting on this. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to ask you um, with your incredible career uh, that that has spanned decades and the amount of people that you've played with. You know, uh, whether it's like guesting on uh, performances and sessions, or just the uh, just the vast amount of musicians that you've played with as well. Uh, is there a piece of it? Ad- of uh, music advice, you know, maybe from like a mentor or a bandmate or, or anyone like that, um, that they passed along to you uh, that resonated and, and you'd like to share?
1: Well, uh,
2: you know, I don't know how much advice I've gotten as much <laughs> as encouragement. Oh, that's great. Uh, encouragement from, you know, uh, in the 70s when, when I, you know, was leading Roomful of Blues um we backed up a lot of great people um you know some the real innovators of the uh the genre of uh, rhythm and blues the early rhythm and blues like big joe turner and then i got yeah, to yeah. sit in many times with muddy waters and uh you know they gave me compliments that made me realize that i was on the right path mm-hmm. uh, and and that was the most encouraging thing for me. But I mean, I have, you know, I suppose things that I could say that would be advice for young musicians. Um, but for myself, it was more like getting the opportunity to back up yeah, the people who really were the, the tops in in that genre of music and getting the response that they were very happy with Mm -hmm. me playing with them. And, and, you know, uh, like T-Bone Walker, I mean, uh, Big Joe Turner, uh, when he played with me, when he played with Broomful he told me that, took me aside and said that he was going to get a tape of me playing live and bring it back to Los Angeles and play it for T-Bone Walker's wife and tell him, Tell her that T Bone's not dead. That oh. you know, is someone who's still carrying on his sound. Yeah, and and I, you know, T Bone's daughter is a, a friend of mine and a fan of mine, and and she comes out with her family uh, to see me whenever I'm in that area. Or I've played a few times at the T Bone Walker Festival in Linden, Texas, where oh, nice. T Bone was born, and you know, to have his family there and being so, uh, have so much approval of what I was doing, you know, it kind of invalidates, uh, you know, what, the path that I followed. Cause I I was not encouraged as a child, uh, to be a guitar player or a musician, uh, by my mother. Uh, you know, I, in fact, I was discouraged very heavily, but, when I was a kid, I decided when I was six or seven that I was going to be a guitar player and music is what I was going to do. And my mother said, no, you're not. You're not doing that. saw Elvis, you know, it was, you know, the mid-50s. So she saw Elvis and Little yeah. Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis being wild men on stage on <laughs> television. And she said, oh, no, my son's not doing that. And she yeah. did everything she could to stop me, you know. So, you know, um, one thing I, I my advice to parents is never do that. <laughs> and I think yeah. there's not that tendency anymore as much as uh, parents feeling they have to fall in the following the footsteps of their parents or whatever they think they should be. Uh, engaging it. I know that in the 50s that was something that happened a lot and I think today parents I think are are more open to uh, kids interpreting you know what moves them and following that. Maybe not all parents but I would one thing I would always say is don't ever do that to a kid who's got a real desire to learn a particular thing that maybe isn't something that you would hope they would be into but you know, you got to let them follow their heart, you know. And sometimes, like me, I was six. I knew that was it. Yeah. There was no, ch- no chance of anything else. No turning it around. Nothing. That was it. I mm-hmm. just decided that that's what I was going to do, and I never changed my mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, with you know my own personal experience, I, I started playing music, uh a little bit later, like I was probably like thirteen or fourteen and, and self-taught as well. But uh yeah, my parents who are not musicians did just give me a little bit more freedom to just go and, and, and play drums in the basement and not be good for a long time and uh and figure it out. And um but yeah, there's definitely something that that I can identify with where it's it, like I just I need to play music and and, and I need to create and, and um, both my wife and I are, are musicians, so our son Garrison. Uh, we have two kids, but our older son Garrison just turned six, and he just started taking harmonica lessons. Um, so it's, it's cool that, that he's uh, you know looking to explore that stuff. But yeah, we do try to give him a little bit more uh, freedom to explore and, and discover like what it's he's into. Right right. So that
2: always. Continue to follow it, but it's good that they have the inspiration from somewhere that, you know, some people, you know, uh, have an interest in like, uh, uh, you know, space exploration as a kid, you know, and sometimes that just goes away or sometimes they go on and become, you know, uh, highly advanced in in that space aeronautics or or whether it's that or playing the guitar or any instrument. Yeah. You know, so uh, I think it's important to let them follow it. So it's really, it's not always their decision. It can be something that's in you or as I believe, I I actually believe in the, the potential of um, reincarnation. So mm-hmm. I actually think that I was the guitar player before because it came it came very easy to me to, to pick it up. And I was so obsessed by it. I, I felt like without ever being taught, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I picked it up myself. So I kind of just feel like it was in me. Like maybe I did this before. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. You definitely have some, uh, you know, unequaled talent. So, um, yeah, that's, 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 cool to hear. Um, but you know, similar to that you were kind of, alluding to it um, already, you know, as you've been playing and, you know, from your own experience of uh, like dozens, I mean, you're, it seemed like you're approaching a hundred uh, releases uh, soon and, and, you know, 30 plus albums under your own name and everything like that. And, and playing with all these people, like, um, is there something from your own experience uh, that you would like to share with someone and kind of, you know, pass along from, uh, you know, again, like, playing and touring and recording and and even learning guitar, you know. So is there something that you would like to share? Well, I one thing I I do
2: myself wish and I would encourage other people that you have to take both sides of the fence when it comes to music, I think. I think it's really important to develop your ear and have a knack for picking things up by ear. but I think it's also really important to learn a uh, proper, you know, musical form. And, you know, I wish I learned how to, to read and write music. I mean, I write songs, but I don't, I don't do it on paper as far as, okay. you know, written note. Um, although I know a decent amount about music via, and how to communicate it to other people. But uh, not the way I would if I took lessons. But in the kind of music I play, it's you know very few people are that were uh, that grew up playing music in in actual blues. Uh, you know, learned music that way. Most guitar player, especially because I'm a guitar player, that was usually something that was picked up by. Someone showed them a few things and you, you you pick it up and you kind of go on from there and you listen all the time. So you yeah. learn. But I I if you have a chance to learn some musical musical education, I, I would take that chance. Even if you were gifted, you had you were gifted with a good ear and were learning, uh, you know, learning on your own by listening to people and practicing and figuring it out. It speeds the process up quite a yeah. lot, uh, but you also do. It's there's a chance that you can end up on the other side, playing a little different than you might have if you just go with, you know, being taught or teaching yourself and not learning to read. So this this both sides are good, but being that I have a lot of musical ideas, uh, I. You know, I I arrange a lot of things when I do jazz recordings. I have a lot of the ideas for the, the arrangements and the the rips and the horns and and I wish that I had actually learned arranging it uh, okay. when I was younger because I think that's something I really have a talent for and the way. I have to teach people ideas that I have for music, because you know it it's a very basic way of communicating. I wish I had the real musical language at this point in my life. But uh, when I was young, that didn't matter to me. I couldn't equate notes on a page and you know the staff. I couldn't yeah. equate that with what I heard. You know, to me, it was it was this spiritual thing that was just came from inside me, and to my through my hands. You know?
0: Yeah,
2: so I think uh, you know, you should value a good musical education. It certainly will be useful to you at some point. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I hear you a hundred percent on that, and it's you know, it's I have played with a, a lot of people as well that are like. Extremely talented people that are, you know, by the book, but just don't have that ability to uh, improvise or, or anything like that. So it's it's try, for me trying to find that that middle ground, I guess. And, and
2: yeah, that middle ground is really what you want. You know that yeah. that is true. I think that that's the best place to be. Is uh, uh, like when they asked uh, someone asked Louis Armstrong. Yeah, if he could read, he oh, yeah, I could read pretty good, but not enough to hurt my playing. <laughs> yeah. in other words, he didn't have to depend on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, last question for uh, this segment here is: you know, I'm always curious to know, like, what inspires musicians, and and this can be, you know, with your your musical career, or you know, it can be something, you know, just in life in general. Um, well, you know. Uh,
2: Creating recordings and creating songs is very fulfilling when you come up with something good. And uh, just like anybody, I go through dry spells and I also go through periods where I come up with a lot of music Uh uh, quickly. In fact, I work best under pressure when it's time to come up with a record. I usually start writing very soon before I have to record. And I I don't have uh, material. So I have to, you know, start really pushing myself to think, uh, come up with new ideas. Sometimes they just come to me as I get older. I need I need more. uh, I need a deadline as the older I get. When, When I was young, I would just write, you know, out of feeling and experience and. And thing, but I, and I still do, but it's it's not it's not as frequent because you know when you reach a certain age, um, I don't know things change. You know, <laughs> in fact, just even the subjects of uh, for blues say, being a, a person, basically everything I write, if not a blues song, it's related to a blues song, and it comes from the same. Oh. Uh, emotional space that blues songs come from. They're about simple things, everyday struggles, and love and uh, happiness, uh, being comfortable or, uh, you know, being able to have enough money to to pay your rent and be sure that you're secure. And and being musicians, you're not always in that position where you are really that secure. Generally, we're a lot that be, you know, we're, we're a few weeks or months ahead of, you know, ahead of being tested, you know, and we just keep getting lucky and getting more work, you know, uh, that's kind of the way I've worked at it. I mean, you know, I've done quite well for myself. I own my home and I, you know, I have all the instruments I want and, you know, I'm, uh, I can't complain. But um, but there's something in those blues songs that... and. All the songs that I write that remain on those simple everyday subjects that's kind of the way I write I I've tried to write a few political songs in the last few years and I I either finish them and hate them or I start them and I throw them away because uh, okay. it's just not it's just not me it's just not who I am even though I have a feeling about it and an opinion and I try to write about it But when push comes to shove, I'm, you know, I just like to get down to the basics, you know, and usually most of it revolves around love, you know, Mm -hmm. just uh, the way things used to be. and I guess, you know, at my age, I, it's not like I'm going to change the type of things I write about at 72 years old, you know? Yeah. At least not yet. Nothing's <laughs> hitting well for me.
0: Yeah.
2: One thing, as far as you were saying advice, I do have yeah. some advice for anyone in the arts, whatever it is in the arts. If you're, uh, you know, a painter or a, a musician or a dancer or mm-hmm. an actor, it's something that you, if you want to be successful. Success is really comes more from the satisfaction doing it gives you. Because yes. it's such a, uh, a long shot in a lot of ch- ways that you never know uh, whether or not you'll ever really be able to earn a living until it happens. And mm-hmm. so you have to really, the thing that gets you that keeps you excited about music has to be the music or whatever art it is. It has to be the art itself, not, you know, hoping to get somewhere big because you may, or you may not, but you have to learn to enjoy the experience of doing it. And that is your real, that's your real reward. If you get famous and you get rich, that's, Uh, a bipod product of it, but the real reward is in your heart and soul, you know, and it's important that you keep that in mind because if you're not doing it for that reason, because you have an emotional and spiritual need to do it, then it's barely worth doing because if you're not, if you're just only determined to go make a million dollars and be, famous, you know, at least from my experience, uh, the only way to do it is to be just constantly involved in the art of doing it, doing the art and getting the satisfaction at whatever level from actually doing it. You know, of course, as I say that, I realize there's lots of people that set out to do something and turn the world upside down with whatever pop music or whatever and actually do get to do it. But if you look at the number of people in that category, in that uh, echelon, they're very, very few compared to most of us.
0: Yeah. Well, Duke, um, that's, uh, you know, incredible advice. And uh, it was really uh, special to get to talk to you about this stuff. Um, thank you for that.
2: No problem.
0: Thanks so much for listening. As you heard in the full episode, Duke shared that the first release Roomful of Blues ever did was a song of his called Don't You Want to Roll With Me. They put this song out on a 7-inch. Um, well, I guess they actually call it a 45 at the time, but uh, uh, they put this out on their own label, Room Tone Records, And it sold quite well, and really helped to put the band on the map. So I wanted to share this song for you here. I hope you enjoy.
1: Sellers fall I'm